and happy Halloween! Mm-hmm. This is the eighth episode of You, you Need, Need to, to See, see this. this movie. Oh, wait, that's not it? <laughs> oh, man, already off script. <laughs> Darn it. Um, the scariest thing to me is someone who's unorganized. <laughs> Uh, this is a bi-weekly film podcast about filling in the gaps of our collective cinematic experience. I'm Luce Tomlin-Brenner, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and friends. Nick Asunto. And my name's Cozy Orland. I'm a spooky zombie. Ooh, don't Ooh. eat my brain. I need it to do this podcast. <clears throat> Listen up, guys. If you couldn't tell by those great, great jokes, we are comedians. <laughs> but most importantly, we're film lovers. And listen... I feel embarrassed when I haven't seen certain films, but the truth is there's millions of films and how could we have seen them all? That's why we shouldn't be shaming each other. We should be building each other up because there's a lot of gems out there and we just want to tell you about them. So each episode, we're going to present our case for one film you absolutely need to watch. No shame. We're going to cover everything from lesser known art indies to how did you miss this blockbusters? The guidelines are simple. At least one of us has seen and loved the film, and at least one of us has missed it. Then, without spoilers, we will convince each other and you which ones are worth your time. And uh, since it's Halloween, we're going to have an extra special spooky episode today because we are discussing the entire Halloween Halloween. franchise. (laughs) Um, This one's going to be a little different from our past uh, episodes because nobody has seen any of the Halloween films except for me. I've seen a scattered bits and pieces of some of the films. Like on television? I've seen the first scene of Halloween a billion times because I like watching like videos about how they deconstruct it. I've seen the ending of the second one a lot for some reason. The ending's great. It was on TV. It just, well, just him. I remember Fire and Donald Pleasance with a gun. And I've never seen any Halloweens, not even the holiday. And then I saw uh, (laughs) something with Paul Rudd in it. And then I think I'm just thinking of a trailer where Jamie Lee Curtis jumps out a window or something. She jumps out of a lot of windows. Yeah. That's a big dynamic. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, have you seen any of the Halloween films? The new one. The 2018 one? It's so good. That's our sound engineer, Pete. Our sound engineer, Pete, who keeps us looking good and sounding good. Um, The first one, not as important. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it feels nice yeah he does our makeup before every episode <laughs> and then we just look pretty mm-hmm. yeah he also photoshops us after every episode to uh, in post he makes us look really good it's important and we thank him for it mm. so um <laughs> instead of doing the regular breakdown of each and every movie i'm going to be arguing why the entire franchise is important and people should love it it's <laughs> the best franchise in my opinion of any of the horror franchises and you know what? Maybe of any franchise ever. It's my Whoa. favorite franchise. I don't like any other franchise as much as I like Halloween. Interesting. And mm. this should interest you, Nick, because you like Star Wars, and that's not my bag. Mm-hmm. And Same. Marvel. Are you a Marvel I person? I love the Marvel films. Same Yeah, I'm not a Marvel person. And I would say that I have sided a little more on the Mark Maron side of things, although I wouldn't, you know, come out and say it on this <laughs> podcast or any other one. Um <laughs> Too late. <laughs> that no, I I think I was a little, I, I'm harsh about it. Uh, I don't judge anyone specifically, but I think I'm a little harsh about it. And I didn't fully understand why people liked them until I watched Halloween 2018, and I was so overcome with the opening titles, and I was so excited to see how far my most favorite character Laurie Strode had come and what her life was like, and I teared up a lot during the movie, and I was felt so 
I had so much like wicked glee in me the entire time that I was like, this is what people feel like when they're watching the Avengers movie. It's like you want to see what's happening to your heroes mm-hmm. and how yeah. their stories are developing. And even though aesthetically um, it doesn't interest me and the story of them doesn't interest me, I was like, oh, this is why this matters and this is why I shouldn't be a jerk about it. It's <laughs> fine because that's exactly why I lost myself with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise because I love the first one and the third one. And then... The fourth one is supposed to follow characters from the third, but it uses new actors, and I, I just lose interest at in that because I want to see that act. I want to see that character keep going forward, played by the same person, because it, it's fun to see them come back. Absolutely. Huh. And what I will say about this one is, even though Jamie Lee Curtis is only in the first two, the last two, and then the newest one. Um, her story is still woven through the entire franchise, and I love one of the main things I love is that Michael Myers stays in Haddonfield, Illinois, the fictional town, the entire time. It's all about this one town and huh. like these this one neighborhood, even which I just love so so much. Nobody's moved yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I guess it's hard to buy a house. Well, it's Halloween again. <laughs> You think they do like a purge thing where everybody just stays inside? Yeah, yeah. Like they go on vacation for the weekend. Like, oh, Michael Myers is going to be around. Yeah, let's (laughs) chill for a while. It's because it's like uh, every two to six years. (laughs) So just never, yeah, don't take that gamble. Just be out of town. It's unreliable. (laughs) Um, Well, if you are not sold on watching the entire series, please, you must at least see the 1978 Mm -hmm. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill uh, Halloween uh, it basically kind of like redefined uh, the horror genre at that time. Um, it ushered in slashers and masked men and pretty much is the reason that we have Nightmare on Elm Street and um, I was going to say Camp Crystal Lake. Has anyone ever called Friday the 13th the Camp Crystal Lake series? Uh, probably sometimes. <laughs> I've just called it that series I've never seen. Which is both of them, though. How would you ever know which one you were talking about? Yeah, (laughs) that's all of them, yeah. Um, I could list 500 horror series that you've never seen. We should do that on this episode. I'm down. All right, here Uh, we go. Critters, Nightmare on Elm Street. Never seen it, never seen it, never seen it, never seen it. Chud. I ran out. Never seen it. Is the Chud a series? Yeah, there's like three Chuds. Mimic. Uh, Never seen it. Evil Dead, never seen it. Uh, Ghoulies. Never seen it. That's a series? Oh, yeah, Ghoulies 1 and 2. Gremlins. Never seen Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie, but I guess it still counts as horror. Okay. But Gremlins 2, the new batch, is a Lincoln Day movie. <laughs> I'm upset. That's true. That's <laughs> my favorite joke get... in the movie. Oh, wow. Lord. I didn't know if you get a good deal on Lincolns. <laughs> Anywho's all. Wow. Listen up, y'all. We're not talking about critters or ghoulies or, or cars. Wait, have you seen Tremors? No, oh, I've never really seen any Tremors. Oh, my God. we got to put Tremors, the first Tremors. I've never seen a Tremor. Um, you're gonna see one right now because I'm freaking out that oh. you haven't seen these movies. Oh no, no, wait. Um, that's me stabbing Cozy to death, yeah. and he's. Oh, it's those are cozy. those are the sound effects in um like the sixth Halloween. Never, movie. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm gonna tell you about it right now. So, the original Halloween, uh, Michael Myers, the shape, starts as a kid who kills his older sister and then gets locked away until the night that he breaks out of the asylum and the only person who's concerned about him and realizes how serious he is uh, and like how violent he is, is Donald Pleasance. That's the real name of the actor who plays Dr. Loomis, Mm. who knows that he's a dangerous, dangerous man. (laughs) But he's like mute 
We don't know why he killed his sister. We don't know anything about him. It's just for an hour and a half, uh, Dr. Loomis saying, he's dangerous. You don't know what he's capable of. <laughs> I know him in a way nobody knows him. Michael Myers is dangerous. Sold. <laughs> love Donald Pleasant. I love it. And then if you like That's that, great. you'll love the series because he's the mainstay. He's in every single one except for Halloween 3 because it is uh, not about Michael Myers. And he, in every single... Every single one, he has the patience of a saint because he's just trying to convince like these idiot cops in each one that how dangerous he is. And I really love stories where there's somebody that like sort of like blind uh, hopefulness when people are like, things will be fine. And this and it does it every single series. Hmm. There's a group of people that are like, I think it's going to be okay, no matter what we've already seen. And every time Dr. Loomis is like, here's why it won't be okay. <laughs> and he has like a giant file. And he never <laughs> stops acting his motherfucking heart out. Ooh. He is as worried about Michael Myers slaughtering teenagers in the sixth movie as he is in the first movie. And um, it's delightfully grounded. And uh, what is it when you work really hard? What's the word when you're ethic, like... Ethic? Work ethic? Uh, I don't know. We just Being like, productive. In it? it. <laughs> he's committed? Committed. Committed. He's just committed. like Michael Myers was committed to Ooh. the asylum. He's as it. committed to his performance as Michael Myers was to the asylum. But, but that Michael actually... Myers escaped. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So, well, who we, haven't talked, who we haven't talked about yet. I'm going a little off topic since we're doing this a little differently. But it was uh, written by Deborah Hill... And John Carpenter, directed by John Carpenter, produced by Deborah Hill. Uh, very important. I think Deborah Hill gets um, overlooked a lot in the series, even though it's like just as much her uh, project as anybody else's. And she has passed away. So in the conversations about the 2018 version of Halloween, I felt like more people needed to be talking about her. And Fair. John Carpenter definitely overshadows her a little bit. Um, so they wrote this one together, and it's starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, the heroine of our series. And she's just a babysitter, minding her own business on Halloween night. And uh, her friends are also babysitting on the same block. And throughout the night, the girls kind of, the other women kind of want to, like, fuck around. And Laurie Strode is the one who's trying to be like, we need to watch these kids. And she doesn't <laughs> realize this, but uh, I'll her friends are being murdered mm -hmm. um anyways the murdering stuff is not it's whatever the best part about michael myers and this is in every single movie is that he doesn't just kill people he sets them up like a carnival <laughs> mousetrap hybrid <laughs> where like wherever the person is killed they don't stay there he drags them to a new part of the house or a different house and then sets them up in a fun halcyon way huh so towards the end of Halloween, when Jamie Lee Curtis is like, she knows something is up. She's trying to protect the kids that she's watching. She's facing off against Michael. And she finds her friends, like one friend, like a closet opens and their body just like swings down. Uh, there's like another one where she opens like a door and the friend is just like pops up but is also dead. Like it's very much reminds me of being at a carnival as a kid and walking through a fun house. And that's in every single one. Very creative, uh, bizarre kills and very unexpected displays. So I think of Michael Myers, he never talks. He doesn't have any quippy things. That's something I hate about Freddy Krueger. It's like, quip, quip, quip. Mm. You're 
a pedophile, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't try to make us forget that. Um, <laughs> Mike Myers is silent the entire time. You really don't know anything about him until the series starts trying to like build a story for him. But he is comical in this way where I feel like he's having fun with these kills and nobody ever talks about it. It's huh. never acknowledged in the movie and I think it's one of the most fascinating things about the series. Um, another thing I really love about the series is it actually doesn't have a lot of humor in it. There are things that are funny about it because... I don't know. All of the follow-ups, four, five, six, seven, are kind of cheesy. So there's funny elements, but it's not very winky. Like it's very, very serious. Um, I feel like I'm jumping all over the map here. Uh, should we get into Halloween two? Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's get in there. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm sorry. I'm just like psyched because I love this series so much. It's also hard when nobody else here has uh, seen all, it. Yeah. All I know about like all the only thing I know about Michael Myers is every time you look out a window, he's gonna be near the drying laundry looking at you back. That's all I know. Yeah. He's just. That's the thing I love. It. He's always just standing. Yeah. He's huh. never like coming at you. I mean, there are. He doesn't course, run. Ever. No. And he's just. You'll look around and then he's like there again. Mm-hmm. And I think being chased is scary. We all know that. But the idea that you can run and run and run and the person is just right there, not panting, yeah. not like always coming back. In you know, good like, shape. It's, it's following. Yeah, he's, it, he's <laughs> the shape in good shape. Ah. He, he's chasing you with confidence. He knows he'll catch you no matter what. So he's moving slow and oh, easy yes. about also, it. Also, yeah. is there is there a spoiler to ask what the shape means? Because I heard you say that at, before. At That's the what he's referred like, to. He's not called. Yeah, so in the first, like, that's what uh, his character was in the credits was the shape. And it was Nick Cave. Right? I don't understand mm-hmm. that at all. No, not Nick, Nick Cave. Cave is sorry, in the bad seeds. Nick. Uh, uh, Nick I don't Cage. Have it. Nick Offerman. Wouldn't that be a really funny? Nick Asunto. Um, so many Nicks. Sorry, I don't have it pulled up right now. Also, I didn't mention that one of my other favorite people is in the first Halloween. P.J. Souls, who is in. Um, uh, rock and Roll High School. I remember that as in, a movie. In like the seventies, she always had like pigtails. She's also in Carrie as one of the Mean Girls. Oh, is Brian she in Mean Girls as one of the Carries? You know, she's not, and there aren't any characters named Carrie in Mean Girls. Oh, I'm thinking of Heather's. There were a lot of Carries and Heather's. I think there's a lot of Heather's and Heather's. I'm thinking of Carrie's then. Yes, Carrie's mm. has Carrie's. Yeah, is that the okay. sequel to Carrie. Yeah. Is that the James Cameron directed sequel to Carrie? That Carrie's? is that is the franchise I love from a horror movie. That's the only one I've seen is Carrie's. You were afraid of her once. <laughs> now, there's a lot of her. Mm, with oh. a chainsaw. And you're in space. <laughs> Carries. Woodwatch. Um, also, the Heather's prequel, Heather. Anyway. <laughs> so let's go. So you got, there's a whole franchise. What are the watchable? What are you pitching for here? All of them? Which ones? Yeah, Which okay. Ones? Well, obviously, you have to mm-hmm. see Halloween one because there it doesn't have any flaws. It is scary. It, it's not gory. Um, it is heightened enough so that you don't feel like it's going to happen to you but while you're watching it you're totally in it because it's like a typical town that feels very familiar Mm. and it was filmed in Pasadena and they somehow made it feel very autumnal because they fucking ship they like got leaves and they like brought leaves in and they (laughs) kept using the same like few bags of leaves in every scene there's probably one PA that was really annoying on set like I'm just gonna leave these here and they were like, all oh, stop it Jerry they were like all it was one of those things where like they were <laughs> all new filmmakers so they were all doing that work together oh. like it was like they were all running around collecting the leaves and then redistribute them again for another scene amazing <laughs> so um, Halloween is a must now we don't know why he's coming after 
<laughs> I mean, I, I do now as somebody who's like, I know the reason why he's coming after. Well, technically at the end of Halloween 1, it's reasonless. Mm. But then Halloween 2, one of the things I love about Halloween 2, it gets a bad rap. I don't think it should. Halloween 2 picks up the exact same night. Damn. I love that. I like that. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis has been through a lot. She's the last one standing, the OG final girl. So actually you could argue that there's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you know what? She's the biggest, uh, you know, scream queen final girl I think people think of. So Laurie Strode is in the hospital mm. after going through lots of terrible things. I don't know. Her ankles are broken. Maybe she's been slightly stabbed. Um, <laughs> she's in the hospital. And this hospital is creepy as hell. And the whole movie just takes place at this hospital. Oh, I like that location. There's nobody else there except for, like, a couple of horny nurses. <laughs> And like and uh to like a horny EMT and a really nice boy EMT. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, also a security guard. Who's not horny. No, he's more bumbly. <laughs> like yeah. a classic bumbling security guard. But it's not really paid for laughs. Hmm. Um he and then a lot of dark hallways, like really poorly lit. It definitely hmm. looks like a hospital that is on its way to being abandoned. Ooh, even creepier. Yes, I love it so much. One of my favorite deaths is that um, one of the horny EMTs and one of the horny nurses uh, get into the hot tub. Is it like a physical yeah, the therapy hot tub? tub? Oh, no. I guess they get in the hot tub and then we cleaned it out ten minutes ago for no reason <laughs> at all. The dial is like far away, and so Michael Myers like sneaks in and like turns the dial up and like burns boils them. <laughs> Back when they didn't have safety regulations, there's a lot of boiling. Yeah, now you know it would have like a lock, like a key mm. combination or something. But first, you um, turn no, on the you, bubbles. You, you can't turn the hot tub. That's what's funny about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like all the way boiling. up to like broil. Yeah, like <laughs> that's like, why. Why is this setting here? (laughs) Um, But it's still, again, it's fun in that way where you can watch it and be like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. but it's also very scary and like very intense because Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital and Michael Myers is also in the hospital and her foot is fucked up and she has to just get around the hospital. And like by the time she realizes that he's there, almost everybody is dead and nobody can help her. So just like before where her friends got killed first, it's like, She's on her own, and I I find that very scary, but I also feel like it's kind of empowering to be like, listen up, baby. <laughs> you just got you. What are you going to do? And I think a lot of women, when they're watching these show movies or reading about true crime, you like put yourself into that scenario, and you're like, how can I game this out? If it was me, what would I do? And every time I watch it, I get a thrill from being like, yeah, you can do it, girl. Come on, lady. Like, I would do this too. And she just is so powerful and intense while also still being like an 18-year-old girl, young woman. Mm-hmm. She's got to get back to those kids she was babysitting, doesn't she? Or do they just Nobody drop that talks thread? about those kids. <laughs> oh, they never no. talk about the parents coming home. I mean, I guess you assume that they do. They don't really do a lot of stuff in the town. But um, nobody knows that that's <laughs> like Michael Myers is on his way to the hospital. So like... Uh, Dr. Loomis and all the other cops are like basically bumbling around town being like, who could have done it? Where could he be? Uh, and, uh, and Dr. Loomis is like, he's going to the hospital, I tell you. And everyone's like, I don't know. He could be anywhere. He's just, probably gone now. Just trust Dr. Loomis. Oh, is it good? By the sixth one, you'll just be like, Dr. Loomis, I'm so sorry. Um, because he just he just kind of loves Michael Myers in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Isn't he the, he's the character that also dies and comes back, isn't he, in like other movies? 
I don't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't die. He like he goes through a lot. Yeah. He, he sort of is the mirror of him, and that like he gets shot, but then keeps fighting back. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, um, he's sort of like chaotic good versus chaotic evil. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. You don't want a chaotic good doctor, but as a character, that's a great character. He's <laughs> not a good doctor. <laughs> I assume he, he sounds has, like a hunter. Is he what he's like, <laughs> who's calling himself a doctor. He acts like. He only has this one patient. Like he worked at that hospital. And my one patient got away. I must never find him. Spends the time there again. I gotta get my patient back. He's he's paying There's all my bills. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, all of his other disturbed patients are just like wandering around the grounds yeah, of yeah. the hospital. He's gone. Um. So, this so I love. I love one location in a movie, and I think Halloween yeah. Two has that going for it. The thing that people hate about Halloween Two is that it shoehorns in that the reason all of this is happening is because Laurie Strode is secretly Michael Myers' long-lost sister. So he's coming to kill her because he killed his last sister when he was a kid, and now he's trying to kill off all of his family members. But they never, like, reintroduced the parents, so I don't know oh. what happened. The idea is that, like, Laurie Strode was then given up for adoption. Oh, okay. And that, so her parents that she grew up with are mm. not Michael Myers' parents. Uh, Michael Myers' parents moved to another location and changed their name, probably, um, because one of their kids is dead and the other one's in the asylum. They got a lot to deal with. And they just gave up on Lori. You think she could have been like the golden child, the start you know, over. You get one murderous child, you think. Yeah. This is over. Maybe another one's a murderous child. You don't want to risk that. Yeah. That's probably what they did. They're like, give this to a new family. Yeah. Let them deal with deal it. With them if we read about it in the paper someday, we'll know it was our baby. And what if they make a movie <laughs> franchise about us? <laughs> Oh, God, now it's real. Yeah, oh, no. no, this is the documentary Halloween. Oh, so good. Oh. So um, this is when we find out that it's like a familial thing, and this is what follows for the rest of the series until uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's Halloween series sets it straight. So then we go to Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Hold on to your hats. This has nothing to do with Haddonfield, Michael Myers, or Laurie Strode. This movie is its own movie, and it's huh. about killer masks. <laughs> yeah, I remember the VHS the horse laugh I just did. I always wanted to rent it because I remember the VHS cover was just three kids with like the spooky masks. I was like, oh, what is this? this sounds like a good version of the mask. So fun! It's hmm. scary. It's kind of gross. Uh, basically, it's an anti-consumerist story oh. about like a corporation trying to like get at kids through advertising and tie-ins, which is like a really big concern in the '80s with like GI Joe and My Little Ponies and things that were just created for uh, toy sales. So. It's uh, kind of a satire on that. And the idea is that when kids buy these masks and wear them on Halloween and watch the special silver shamrock television show, it'll be this whole tie-in. But the trick is that watching the show will melt their brains because there's like a a chip inside the masks uh, that makes kids' heads explode. So it's like this company that's trying to like kill off all future generations. I now see why my parents didn't want me to watch it as a Very kid. silly. <laughs> it's really, really fun. And like, what happens is like, it's not just that the head explodes. It's like your head turns into snakes and spiders and roaches. Whoa. Very logical. Yeah. Okay. So it's really neat. I like um, that. Very fun, practical effects, and lots of evil white dudes 
<laughs> Mr. Burning their hand. Mr. Burning? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mr. Burning, Burning Man. <laughs> Mr. Burning Man. <laughs> what a terrible villain. Anyone from Burning Man is a terrible villain. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. But yeah, doing the excellent thing. Yeah, it's a, it's very fun. And the reason that that got made was because originally John Carpenter wanted to do an anthology series called Halloween. And the first Halloween was supposed to just be Michael Myers. And people loved it so much that they're like, okay, we'll make a follow-up. And then it's done. Oh. Because Michael Myers like dies in the second one. Oh. Um, no spoilers, though. <laughs> I, I'm using quotes because he obviously we, keeps coming We know back. there's a million more sequels. No spoilers. There's no way I can spoil them because I, the only one I wouldn't say anything about is the very last one that was made because that's the best one. Yeah. But um, And then Season of the Witch was supposed to be the first movie that was in a totally new universe. And then they were going to have Halloween 4. And then every Halloween was going to be a movie about something spooky mm. but people were fucking pissed <laughs> about season of the witch because they wanted michael myers and they were like what is this shit two is already a pattern when you go off with three it confuses people that's yeah. that, i think if that you did that mistake. an improv show people would throw tomatoes at you what are you doing what, what? yeah improvised yeah. space work to you have to stop handing out tomatoes at the beginning of improv <laughs> i disagree more tomatoes at all improv shows <sighs> So yeah, people tomatoed this one real hard. Um, so then it like forced people. They were basically gonna drop it after that. John Carpenter didn't have like any involvement past them. Mm. He was busy working on fucking awesome movies. Yeah, or going to Mars from the hit movie John Carpenter from Mars. No, that's John Carter from same, Mars. Same thing. But he does have John Carpenter's <laughs> Ghosts of Mars. I was same so diff. That's all the same movie. and excited. So I was like, John Carpenter goes to Mars. I would love to see that. He, have you seen Ghosts the of Mars? Didn't want to. I haven't. Was that his film? It is. It's uh, it's Ice Cube and um, Natasha Henstridge were the leads. In Ice that Cube one. and Ghosts of Mars. I would see it. Not the I'm worst movie. I mean, it got horrible reviews. But when I watched it, I was going on a John Carpenter kick. I liked it. Nice. Mm, cool. Well, what I'll say about Halloween is. What I'll say about Halloween 3 is that you don't need to watch it if you're trying to watch the entire series to like learn the story of Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. okay. If you watched it after Halloween 3, it would throw you off the storyline. Also, though, you could totally watch it if you're not interested in Michael Myers. It has nothing to do with him, and it totally is an excellent, fun Halloween movie all on its own. And oh. I'm saying totally so many times in <laughs> honor of PJ Souls, whose catchphrase is totally in the first Halloween movie. Perfect. Um, so let's get back to Haddonfield Mishaps. <laughs> and uh, that's the title of Halloween 4. It's mm. actually called The Return of Michael Myers because they had to tell audiences that don't worry, Michael mm. Myers is in this one. I feel, I feel like I've seen a good majority of this one. Oh. I love this one. A lot of people think that this is where it falls apart. But I really love the actress who is in this movie. Um and uh, I can't remember her name offhand. Sorry, guys. She's in uh, the original TV show Roseanne as like the badass next door neighbor oh. who tries to be friends with Darlene, but she's kind of a poser and Darlene like sniffs her out and like fucks with her a bunch. She's very funny. Huh. Um, anyways, a she's hyper in... Hyper obscure reference. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> no, that's good. I, uh, I'm a big uh, early Roseanne fan. Mm. Never saw it. Oh, my gosh. Now it feels tainted, but it's a really yeah, good show about uh, poor and working class people. Mm, totally. Anyways, so the return of Michael Myers is about. Um, <laughs> so he's like shot at the end um, many times. There's this really great send off between like him and Donald Pleasance, and he's like fucking done. So there's no way he could have survived it, except he did survive it and was <laughs> returned to the mental facility. Um, but. Sadly enough, because they couldn't get Jamie Lee Curtis back, she dies in a car accident. Ah. So Laurie Strode, it's just like oh. opens with her being like, she's dead. But so much. Yeah. 
we don't even see her again at this point. So much. But her daughter does live. Jamie Lloyd. Okay. She survives. And now she's the target because, you know, Michael Myers things is killing off all of his family members. But. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah. No. All I my mean, family members. <laughs> it does make sense if that's your goal. <laughs> you know, like, don't stop reaching for your dreams. Yeah. Really, the Halloween series is a story of tenacity <laughs> against all odds. Yeah. I like this angle. Even if doctors are telling you. They're doctor, getting in your way, and they're like, doctors, "Stop, stop it!" Doctors don't know nothing. They got no. They don't know nothing. They got no nothing. <laughs> um, you know what? I definitely think that's good advice to listen to uh, what your body needs, not what the doctor's telling you. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. Uh, so the fun thing now is that he's trying to attack this little girl, and she, like, kind of has this telekinetic power. And it turns out that they end up being a little linked. So going on to Halloween 5, is Jamie maybe killed somebody at the end of the fourth one? And they're like, oh, my God, she has Michael Miles' powers now. And so they're telekinetically linked, which I know you like, Cozy. I do like telepathically linked. little different. Damn it. Ah. Telepathy is cool. Telekinesis is cooler. <laughs> a um, I yes. do think that it's, what is it? Tele- uh, telepathy. Telepathy. Te- yeah, telepathy is cool. Kinesis is moving things with your yeah, mind. Yeah, and that one's pretty cool too. I love that we're uh, I love that we're on a podcast talking to somebody who isn't a fan of Marvel movies and we're like discussing basically X-Men powers. <laughs> yeah. I don't terrible. technically have a problem with the X-Men. They're all good. Me oh, neither. I'm a big X-Men fan. The movies. I have no that's fair though. I have no skin in this game. I like the idea that people are mutants and oh. good guys. Yeah, and whatever. it's a, it's a yeah, general yeah, metaphor. I thought things. you meant the films. I got problems with the films. I get I that. A lot of people seen, do. I haven't. Don't seen. watch Boycott. Boy we'll Brian save these Singer. for a different one. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. And I don't know. She's mute. She went through this trauma. Um, and the whole time she has to be like, because ah, 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 she can telepathically see what uh, uh, Michael Myers is doing. Okay. And then she has to warn people. But everybody's kind of scared of her because she like killed in the last one. Sure. Um, so this one's pretty fun because he gets thrown in jail this time. Ooh. He doesn't get killed. He's thrown in jail. And they're like, great. He's jailed for uh, <laughs> killing all these people. But then mysteriously, nobody is at the jail. So a guy just walks in and frees him. <laughs> just some dude. And he's got a wrist tattoo. What does it mean? So this scene <laughs> was like filmed later when they realized that the person who was going to pick up in part six wanted to do this totally different storyline about runes and like mystical, magical societies. Holy wow. So they tapped this, they tacked this ending on to have the wrist tattoo be some sort of a meaning to this like secret society. I don't like and then it. they dropped it. Yes, part six uh, is the mm. worst one. Part six is the one with Paul Rudd. I think that you can totally skip part six and that it's not necessary at all. So here's the timeline. You could watch one, two, four, and five, and it's a really great story about a brother who tries to kill his family, and at the end he gets thrown in jail. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or you could watch three, and that's it, and that's fun. Or you can watch one and two, skip four, five, and six, and go right on to seven. One of my favorite sequels, Halloween H2O. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking back, baby, 20 years later. It's 1999, so you know who else is there? Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett. <laughs> 
And I didn't know Michelle Williams was. I knew Josh Hart was. That's oh, awesome. She's in it, and mm. so is LL Cool J. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My hat is like a shark's fin. And there is a really. <laughs> Is that an LL Cool J reference? It sure is from Deep Blue. Deeper, bluer, my hat is like a shark's fin was the song he recorded for that weird movie. Deep Blue Sea. Sharks, Deep Blue Sea. Thank you. I never saw it, but I was an LL Cool J fan. It's pretty fun, actually. Ooh, maybe it's for a future episode. stupid as fuck, but super fun. Oh, interesting. Mm, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is it as stupid as um, finding... <laughs> About Paul Rudd being like, runes, there's runes everywhere, I'd, secret runes. I would watch that. Yes. Oh, you might like it then. Um, the only thing I like about this conceit is that Paul uh, Rudd plays the little boy that Jamie Lee Curtis was watching in the first Halloween. So Whoa. he's like the grown-up version who like saw it's boyhood. Michael Myers. Yeah, it's it's boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Richard Linklater totally stole his idea. I love this. <laughs> I'm in. Um, so this one picks up as if it's just the first two movies. And Jamie Lee Curtis has moved across the country and she's changed her name so that nobody knows that she's Laurie Strode. And she is terrified of Michael Myers finding her again. So she has been like really clamped down on her son. Sexy, sexy. Josh Hartnett <laughs> with his like flattened spiky dinosaur hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has such a crush on him. Um, I tried to do that with my hair in middle school, then like. <laughs> yeah, like smush it's down and then late. spike yeah, out. Yeah. It's, it's too late. It shouldn't have happened then either. He was the only person who could have done it, and it was stupid <laughs> on him too. Um, yeah, it's it true, took me yeah. a long time to realize during the faculty that I was Elijah Wood and not Josh Hartnett. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be the judge, but I was the Elijah Wood. That's a hysterical resolution. Reser- <laughs> Reference? Realization. <laughs> Realization. There we go. Resolution. <laughs> These are all right. Wow. Uh, I swear that I talk for a living. <laughs> this podcast has really shown um, how few words I know. I love this it. This is where you guys find out I can't actually read. I've just been repeating words I've heard other people say for the last yeah, you, years. Yeah, because you keep staring at this paper in front of you, but like... Oh, it's just a picture of kittens. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are adorable. I also no, learned nice. to read about through 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 kittens. I can't read either. <laughs> we yeah, talk apparently. You've been taking notes, and I cannot read your handwriting. Yeah, I can't either. I don't think this is real like words. I think I just wrote in mystical runes. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you like that part so far. Yeah. It's the part that I like the least. Yeah. Um. So listen up. Laurie Strode is alive. Uh, she never died in that car accident. We're going one, two, seven. This is a roller coaster. Me? All right. Gotcha. I like that you can take it apart and put it back together in puzzles. You can watch it a bunch of different ways. That's oh, cool. So in the seventh one, she's a headmistress of a boarding school principal, Dean. <laughs> she's a dean. I don't know why I went headmistress. What year is it? Who knows? Um, of this like boarding school. So like she's basically, it's like really strong security and all the kids live on campus. So it's like she's been able to keep an eye on her son and they're in California now. So like she feels safe from Michael Myers until... All the kids are about to go on this like trip and everybody is like very organized. Everyone's going to be together and be super safe. But it's over Halloween and Josh Hartnett decides that he and his girlfriend, Michelle Williams, should ditch. What? No, but that's what bad kids do. Yeah. And you know what else happens to bad kids? (gasps) They get stabbed to death by Michael Myers. Oh, no. no. So this one is pretty similar to the newest one where it's like the next generation doesn't believe that like Laurie Strode is serious. And no one ever thinks that Michael Myers could come back when she's like, I'm telling you, he's going to come back. So Laurie's now Dr. Loomis is... I think Dr. Loomis is also in this one. Oh, no shit. Was Donald Pleasant still alive? Uh, That's a good question. Uh... I actually think he's maybe is not in this one. We don't need to look it up. We're, we're going kind of long. Yeah, I feel, okay. I'm feeling it. All right. And then in the last one, he is, uh, the last one's great because it's all a reality TV show. 
Laurie Strode dies in the beginning, which is bullshit. <gasps> but then Busta Rhymes hosts a reality TV show with Tyra Banks inside of a house. It's Y2K. <laughs> and so all there's all this internet stuff from when there was still dial-up. And all of it is beginning of reality TV and like tech technology that goes really slow but it's like really new and fresh and so that one is very very fun because of all the anachronisms and Mm -hmm. because of how slick it is for like 2001 yeah yeah um so you don't really need to watch those i hate rob zombie i think that his worlds of um sadness and despair and disillusionment is really depressing and i didn't like those versions of the Halloween movies. Those two act on their own. They're actual remakes of the first two. Hmm. So they don't continue the universe. The newest movie by David Gordon Green and why do I want to say Elijah Wood? (laughs) (laughs) Danny McBride Uh, is takes place after the first movie. So it it skips two. Yeah. Two doesn't exist. Interesting. It's as if only the first one happened and then uh, he got put away and he's been in a mental institution ever since the first movie. And then he escapes and comes for Laurie Strode and her family, three generations of Strode women, her daughter being played by Judy, Judy Greer. Greer. I knew that. I love, I love Judy Greer. it. She's so great. Uh, this one is, I think it's super empowering and um, the fights are great. The deaths are amazing. The story is very clear. It's funny because it means to be funny and it's, uh, all the right notes are hit. It, you can take it really seriously. And side by side, 1978 and 2018 are perfect together. Hmm. So if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you absolutely need to watch the first one and the newest one. Nice. Uh, that's probably what I'll do first because I am. I've, I don't know how I missed this in the first place because I love John Carpenter. Like I've seen. I've I've seen Prince of Darkness. I don't. I've seen Ghosts of Mars. I don't know how I've seen his most famous movie. I know the thing is the best one, and then They Live is my other favorite. Uh, But yeah, I have. I just don't know how I missed it. So I'll probably what I'll do is, and I've seen bits and pieces of the other. Is I'll definitely probably watch the first one, and then the newest one, the David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and then I'll probably go back and do one, two, four, five. I'll probably still watch. Six. Once you're that committed, you have yeah. to just do six. But because I've watched them all every year, six is the one I always skip. Yeah. Mm. I'll give it a go the first time. And then set, and then I'll go back and watch three. Yeah, definitely watch three. I always, I always wanted to see this kid, but my parents wouldn't let me. So I, my opinions on things uh, is uh, that, first of all, Luce, your accents in this were fucking hilarious and made me want to see it more. Oh, good. Absolutely. Those were amazing. Nailed it. Uh, let's see. I would also like to say that spooky masks sound like a lot of fun. Uh, the second one with the hospital sounds pretty dope. I'd see that. Uh, Paul Rudd's the fucking best, so I'm definitely going to see number six. You're going to watch that one first? I I'm going to watch the, that first, maybe only. The one that I keep saying. <laughs> I well, that That's one's right. good because there's an old woman who says it, who says, oh, little Mikey Myers who lived down the road. <laughs> and it's really great. I, yeah. could I, I want that to be my ringtone. Oh, I like it. And they should do that for you. Uh, also, uh, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to see any of these because the only Michael Myers horror movie I ever want to see is So I Married an Axe Murderer. Uh, That's boo. right. Terrible jokes forever. I, good movie, though. I do love Very so good fucking movie. It's so fun. It's, really it's funny. such a good horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, man, listen up. You're not really going to watch any of them? I don't. I here. Here's here's my main thing. I went it. so hard for like 30 minutes on that. I know. Well, here here's my main thing on it. And this is this is like what it'll boil down to for me is that when I was growing up, I didn't see any horror movies at all, and I avoided them. Uh, I didn't want to see them because I was like, oh, these are going to be scary. No thanks. Uh, I didn't see any horror movies uh, except for, like, comedy ones 
until It Follows, which was pretty fucking late in the game. And after that, I went and saw like every horror movie that came out almost, except for a bunch of stupid ones. So I would love to go and fill in some of the gaps with classic movies like Halloween. So uh, I would be down to see any of these to fill in a gap. Yeah, because It Follows is like a rip, a complete rip off of John Carpenter's filmmaking style. It's Here's like, the thing. I really like I it. I love It Follows. Yeah, I love It Follows. I do not. Like, even though I didn't see its prequel, It, I never really <laughs> didn't up. bother oh me because I, I loved It Follows. I gotta leave. I know. Uh, these are, I'm busting out all these really fucking terrible pre- uh, premish, uh, franchise premise yeah, French- Fremishes. Fremishes, you, you know, franchise jokes. You can't even at you because you're not on the internet. <laughs> Show up to one of Cozy's four improv shows no, a month. No. And <laughs> Please at me and tell me how annoyed you are. With I it. hope, I really hope this was very annoying. I hated most of my jokes, but Heather, I loved. <laughs> Heather I was a very, Heather, I would, to would love to watch Heather. That sounds like a fucking great movie. Uh, Heather and then Carrie's. Yes, please. So, uh, wait, wait, fuck me gently with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There, we got them all. Oh, that is a good Thank portmanteau. You. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's yeah. a portmanteau of portman and toe. Oh, I'm so upset at us <laughs> right now. <laughs> wait, so have I convinced you guys to watch them? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, yes, I'm convinced. Yeah, I would say you definitely convinced me on some of them, like the second one and the spooky mask one, like I was saying, and the okay. Paul Red one. Just Will you by watch the new one? Uh, the new one looked cool to me as a trailer. I was like, oh shit, it's like 20 or however many years later or whatever. Or yeah. Like, she's like kicking ass with a shotgun. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. It's badass. And it's also like a very, like, I don't know, strong women yeah. theme. That's what like, it seems like. And it's a lot of stuff about like consent and like shitty men. Yeah. And. I just, I think it has like a lot of positive things going for it as a movie made by men. It's uh, very progressive. Nice. And three generations of strode women fighting him. Uh, I love it. Cool. I can't get enough of it. I'm into it. Um, all right. Well, it's spooky Halloween. Do you have any uh, anything that people need to see on Halloween? It's Halloween night. Oh, my God. Watch The Frighteners on Halloween night. That's mm. my favorite one to watch on Halloween. Never that seen it. Spooky. Uh, yeah. And it's just horror comedy, goofy, good fun. Sorry, it goes. No, you're good. I was jumping in quick. Um, uh, and for me, I recommend reading Casey Green's comics about Camp Crystal Lake because they're <laughs> fucking amazing, weird little reimaginings of, uh, of Halloween, which I never saw. Friday uh, the 13th. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there like, we go. Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, that's a different thing entirely? There's yeah. no camp. Oh, it's my God. You're right. Field, Illinois. I, I promise I was listening. Um, <laughs> that franchise is nuts. So that seems like a whole different deal. Anyway, read those comics from oh. Casey Green because he's an amazing webcomic artist and writes very funny things. Oh, my gosh. Terrific. Yeah. You well, got any uh, any wrecks? I mean, I've really just been going on and on about Halloween. That's <laughs> what I want people to see. Um, if you want to see a movie, a horror movie made by women starring all women, watch Braid. Uh, it is streaming on Amazon. You can watch it. It's made by Mitzi Perone. And she wrote it. She directed it. And there's all women in it, only one man. And she said that's because this is not a movie about men and their role in these women's lives is mm-hmm. not important. Nice. So um, nothing scarier than the patriarchy. So go <laughs> women. Stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. Have your candy checked. Oh, God. And uh, tweet at us. What are your favorite horror movies? What do you want to watch on Halloween? Hashtag see this pod. Nice. Yeah. And um, at me at Twitter, LTB Comedy, or on Instagram, LTB Comedy. Nick? Nick JS at Twitter. Yeah, and uh, see all my comedy shows. Uh, if it's Halloween, go see Blackout Drunk Halloween, which I've been running for four years and will definitely have a lot of fake blood all over my face. That sounds uh, amazing. Thank you. I always dress as Andrew WK for it because of my hair. And it's the craziest thing I ever do, and I love it to death. 
Well, uh, thanks so much to our audio engineer, Pete Burns, mm. and uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?